Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's episode features Scott and Amy Rains. Scott and Amy went from their personal residence to 32 doors in just a couple of years. They talk about the hard work and long hours put in to achieve financial freedom, expanding their means to grow their business, eye-opening mindset and investing books, and much more. Stay tuned. So, Amy and Scott. Yes. yes. Tell me, like, okay, so we were speaking a little bit last couple of weeks. You guys uh, went from your own personal house to 32 mm-hmm. in just a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Had. And now you have even more than full time, if you include yeah. your projects. Or well, is it going? Is it going pretty good? Yeah, I'd say it's going pretty good. I think we have a better li- uh, balance now, don't you? Oh yeah, Work yeah, home. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we we started out um, two years ago. That's kind of when we got started. We had some friends. Uh, well, become our friends. Yeah. Because um, a guy was photobombing us at the PBR finals. And, oh, yeah. Started, and he's the guy that actually got us interested in real estate. PBR finals. Yeah, down in Vegas. That's where you went? Yeah. I'm really good at winning stuff at auctions. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's grounded from having the paddle. He doesn't get to anymore. Yeah. Uh, we went down there for our anniversary and we met these people and they become really good friends. Um, they. Um, we, you know, it always comes up, well, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, well, we're real estate investors. And we was waiting for the sales pitch to come. And yeah, and never, it didn't ever come. And we went back to our room and we're like, man, what is, what's the deal with these people? What's going on? You know, waiting for Why it. Why are they and, so helpful? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this really? sounds yeah. way too good to be true. Yeah. Like, yeah. way too good to be true. And uh, it's, we talked with them a little bit, stayed in touch with them, um, got back from that, and, uh, at the time, I was working in uh, like nine hours away from our home, so I was driving nine hours over to work, nine hours back every week, uh, did it all for a whole year minus two weeks. And uh, we're like, man, I can't be away from the family that much anymore. Need yeah. What kind of work were you doing? Uh, construction. Okay. I was a, a general manager, or general foreman for, uh, well, now they're the sixth largest mechanical contractor, Apollo Mechanical. So they're out of Spokane, but they're 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 based out of Tri Cities. So they had been in commercial construction for about twenty one years, something like that. Okay. So I had a pretty good. So commercial construction. Yeah. Foreman. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so, you we, know, so you know a little bit about systems. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's gotta help. So uh, t- if you don't mind, let's go way back. Um, well, sure. how, how long have you guys been together? Uh, five, almost six years together. Married almost three, four, four, almost four. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, Not very any, long. Any real estate investing experience prior to this, or uh, even um, actually, like interest? I, that's how I hooked up with her. Is yeah. um, we? I, that's not investing. That was my personal residence. I know, but we <laughs> talk about remodeling your kitchen. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so really there's always been interest in that. So Scott's personal home, he had completely remodeled. Yeah. Um, and it's also entertaining to know that while he was working nine hours away from home and traveling, we had demolished the kitchen before he. So I went nine months without a kitchen and washing dishes in the bathtub. But we've always had an interest in renovation uh, and remodeling. How dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did fine. It was fine. Um, but so that is, yes, it wasn't over real estate investment. It was my personal home that I wanted to renovate the kitchen, but we've always had an interest in renovation. And one of the things that I said during that was I've always wanted to flip a house, right? I've Mm -hmm. always just wanted to 
and it was more for the process and the design part of it. I wasn't thinking about the the money part at all. I just wanted to rehab some something. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess to that, yes, it's always been something kind of in the back of both of our heads. Now, was it really fine washing the dishes for nine months? It in really the was. It, it was because now, the, Scott, when Amy says it's fine, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like literally fine. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, fine. Yeah, okay. She, she, I think uh, she looked at me and she's like, "Oh, well, you're driving eighteen hours a week and working yeah. 50. So okay. um, I had a that lot was of, her. Yeah, I had she, a lot yeah. of respect and appreciation for him. He would drive. He'd get off work at four on Thursday, drive nine hours and get home at like midnight, one in the morning on Friday, then work on the kitchen Friday, mm. Saturday, and turn around and leave Sunday morning and drive nine hours back. So he was having no life and no fun. And yeah. if I had to wash dishes in the bathtub, plus during that time, we didn't have the kids because with him being gone, the kids weren't there. So yeah. it was really just me. So it was paper plates and wine glasses, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And, and during that time, my job, my W-2 job had exploded and I was not only being a director for all of the clinics at the hospital I worked for but I was also being the interim vice president of physician services so I was literally the only administrator for 15 clinics okay. and all of the staff and all of the physicians and doing all the recruiting and onboarding and I mean it was it was nuts so I was literally like working a... like 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. during you, that time okay were you working uh, at home or at the at, at, the, the, at hospital? the hospital okay yeah, wow. she was getting beat up pretty bad. So neither of you were home anyway to enjoy the kitchen. No. No. <laughs> no. That um, makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those things. Uh, uh, a lot of time on the road, so I was listening to a lot of uh, um, you know, self-help books and growth books and education and stuff like that. And I heard Dave Ramsey first, right? Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, we got to do something different. We're going down this road, you know, where we're selling body parts and all this stuff, and, you know, and uh, uh, obviously I'm joking about that, but... No, uh, well, okay. I bought it's, bottle hair dye, so I would <laughs> take you seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we started down that road, and, and then that's, we went on uh, our honeymoon to, to Vegas, uh, to the PPR finals. Met uh, Derek and Tracy Dombex, giving a quick shout out to them. Avid traders, great group of people. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that's when we, like, oh, there's a, there's a better option than just saving and living really frugally and stuff. We just need to expand our means. Yeah. Um, and that's... Ex- expand your means. Yeah, yeah. So Quite a different um, point of view Oh yeah. than the norm. Yeah, yeah. You look like, live within your means, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah. hey, just be. It's okay to have an average life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got one. Make yeah. it really yeah. average. Yeah. Be satisfied. And unbeknownst, always being broke is fine. Yes. Yeah. And re- depriving yourself of all the things that you want to do and waiting until you're retired to travel. Like, why would yeah. you want to travel when you're young and healthy? Like, wait till you're in a wheelchair. You yeah, know, wait I till mean, you don't have the energy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you don't desire to go because then COVID hits and now nobody goes anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but unbeknownst message. to me, he was. Like he bought into that and was digging and researching and listening to books and he didn't really share that with me. So all these months go by and I'm back here with envelopes and I'm Dave Ramsey and things and he's yeah. in the car going, hmm, I think there's a better way. 
So those that are confused, what do you mean by envelopes? What does that mean? Well, we created a budget, uh-huh. and every month there was a set amount for that, and it was in the envelope. And when you took it out of the envelope, when it was gone, it was gone. Okay. And then as we were paying you know, debts, Dave Ramsey's famous for his snowball, right? Yeah. So we were snowballing any debt that we had, and then we were literally enveloping our budget money. So you know, groceries got X number of dollars, and you took the cash, and you know, gas got... So when the envelopes were empty, you were done for that period whether it was two weeks or a month or whatever gotcha so I'm back here enveloping money and snowballing <laughs> debt and I'm on my happy little way and he's in the car going hmm <laughs> crafting up another idea <laughs> yeah so was it this couple that you met in Vegas that inspired you to like listen to Rich Dad Poor Dad or um, did you listen to that before you no, met them um it, it was after really they, they planted the seed and they tell us this often and there were all part of our mastermind group so we meet like twice a year now and stuff and uh every month actually um but they planted a seed and i couldn't let it go so i'm like okay what is there uh as far as real estate like education right what's going on what's the deal with this so then i started listening to i uh, come across bigger pockets um uh-huh. And, and I noticed like on the episodes, you're right, they got the question, what about the book or what do you see? And it yeah. was like, always the purple book, right? Rich yeah, it's Dad, always Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Dad. It's um, like, so I'm every, like oh. every other episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so there's gotta be something to it. Um, so, and I spent still spent quite a bit of time on the road. Um, I got back from, from working in Montana at Big Sky. So I got back and just spent all that time for about the next nine months. I never even turn on the radio unless it is a podcast educational book something yeah. like that the funny thing is um, sorry to interrupt but the no, rich dad poor dad they barely talk about real estate Mm-mm. in that oh. book but it's everybody's favorite real estate book because it changes your mindset yeah oh. yeah he yeah. just talks about it a little bit but everyone's like you're right i should <laughs> that, that was really yeah. it um and, and i remember when i finished that the audio book, I was sitting in the parking lot at 5.30 in the morning getting ready to go into my office on the job site, and I was like, man, because I'd helped build this division, you know, yeah. running 16 to $22 million worth of work a year, and I'm like, I built this, and I'm like, I've been running the wrong way, like, yeah, really hard the wrong way. How long have you been working there? Um, with Apollo, right at 11 years. Okay, years. quite a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be tough. And oh, to, I just, well, I just stepped out like three months ago. Yeah. Uh, Did yeah. you have to give him like a six-month notice? I gave him one year. <laughs> one year? I gave him one year. That's nice of you. Um, and it kind of popped up in our, our annual performance reviews, and I'm like, well, by next spring I want to be stepping out. And uh, my uh, project executive is like, hey, you're going to need to talk to the vice president about that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. yeah, you can't just quit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I gave you a year, yeah. Yeah, Not good. Uh, yeah but that, that was kind of one of the things. we I kind of personally set a goal that, it, you know, in two years from taking off with this thing, I want to be able to step out. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it just, we, we pushed really hard. Um, we, and, you know, it, it goes back to that why. Um, I was tired of seeing her get beat up at her job, you mm-hmm. know, emotionally. And, um just spending the time away from the family and for me that was that was my why and so awesome that crystal clear laser focus why yeah like it's it's not stopping wow That's so three months ago trying. you were able to leave your I did. job and i left a year ago you left a year ago mm-hmm. it's incredible so initially- and you guys just started two years ago mm-hmm. I did. initially the plan was for him to step out first but his job 
was still he has a he had a very good job not that my job was a bad job but mine was mine's going through a lot of transition or was going through a lot of transition there was a lot of uncertainty and um just some changes that were not good that were not positive it was rough and um so we changed and our rental portfolio had increased to the point where I was doing you know a, a fair amount of rental property management so he allowed me to step out first um which turns out it was a great thing because mm-hmm. of the driving for dollars that I did. But mm-hmm. uh, initially, we were I was worried that that was the wrong decision, that the business would have grown faster if he had stepped out first because he's the one with all the construction knowledge and, and all of the that ability. Um, I've learned some of it along the way, but... <laughs> yeah. she, she can lay subfloor and tile the shower and... You know, I'm not so good at wrapping ductwork. No, it's ductwork, but <laughs> yeah, it takes a special yeah. skill yeah. Yeah. to wrap ductwork. So yeah, so <laughs> just don't include the electrical. Well, yeah, stories. We'll get into that. Sure. <laughs> okay, so um, so you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, or you listen yeah. to it while driving, um, and then I heard you called back. Uh, you, you called your wife, told her, hey, throw away the envelopes, but take out the cash, yes. right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> burn, the do- the way, burn the Dave Ramsey books. Yeah. We're doing something different. And how yeah. did you react to that? I said, over my dead body. <laughs> I said, you have lost your mind. And there was a lot of really bad words included in that. And it, I I don't know that I've, I'm a very stubborn person. And I don't know that I've ever dug my feet in so hard in all my life. Yeah. I was like, because this is completely abnormal from what most people say you save you live you know just like you said you live frugally you make a good living you don't go into debt you blah 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 and so I had I had not been doing the education that he had been doing and he kept saying you need to listen to this book and I'm like just give me the cliff notes I'm not gonna listen (laughs) to the book I was a I was a total pain in the butt like and when he says he was laser focused, I later came back and thanked him very much for his tenacity and his ability to stay the course. Because if he would have given in to me, we were we would not be where we are. But I fought hard, and it was rough. It was really <laughs> rough. But I finally said, "Okay, fine, we'll do one." Because I'd always wanted to do one, and we did the perfect burr. The burr, okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the burr? For those who, so for the uh, one person out there who doesn't know. Yeah, those. yeah the one, the one that's kidding. tuned in. Uh, so Burr is you buy it, you buy a place, okay. um, you run your numbers. You, bu- where you, you buy any kind of ha- any kind of house or property? Um, no, it, it, you really wanted to be a single, okay. a single family or, or uh, a small multi. Yep. Um, and really whenever you run those the numbers on it, you want to make sure that your rehab, or not make sure because sometimes things happen, but the goal is to hit that 70, 75% mark of the after repair value. Yeah. So when you buy it, you, you make sure that you're running your numbers, you're gonna come in at that, and really what you do, um, I mean, that's to have a perfect one, I guess, or you get some money back at the end. Um, you buy it, you rehab it, you rent it out, you refinance it so that you get all your money back that you have in that property yeah. and you repeat the process. So you this was the again. first thing you guys decided to do, do a yep. burr? Yep. And you learned that through Rich Dad or somewhere else? Uh, the second or book I read was Brandon Turner's book on investment property rental. Uh, investing, oh, okay. Um, investing in real, rental properties. And so that was the second one right on the tails of that. And I'm like, all right, yeah. this makes sense. I understand where it's going. Um, 
So what did that first what did that first deal look like? Where how did you find it? And uh, did anyone did you use an agent? Did you get it off market? We did. So um, listening to the, the the podcast and the educational piece, um, we realized that we needed help. We needed our team members, right? Like the core for the people that really support us and help us. Um, I dealt dealt with a, a real estate agent in the past and actually got into a house on a short sale. So I'm like, well, this guy knows how to do a short sale, which wow. I figured, yeah. Short sale two years ago? No. no this is like 10 years ago. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Actually longer. Yeah, 17 years ago. Okay. Um, and so we're like, okay, good to go. Um, went through the process, right? I mean, there's, try getting a short sale down, right? Our banks are like, nah, let's go back on the money. It don't happen. <laughs> um, so... Our first spur was on market. This was obviously back in 2019, so before the market went nuts. It was a house that, um, it was an estate. Uh, The the person who owned it had died. The family had come in, it had a mold issue, and so the family had come in and tore everything out of it, clear down to the floor joists. Like there was not a stitch of anything other than studs, floor joists, windows and a a roof, that was it. Okay, so that's when an estate Simply it, just it means yeah. somebody died in the house or died mm-hmm. that owned the house. Uh, yeah, so the, somebody else's man with passed it. away. The woman went into a nursing home and she passed away. So then the estate took it. Yeah. And, okay. So the kids sold it. Um, we picked it up for what sixty-two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little eight hundred and fifty square foot, two bedroom, one bath, and it was okay. completely gutted. Sixty-two thousand. And what was um, what was the after repair value? One fifty-five. One fifty-five. We put forty in. Okay. And, and how did you come up with that number? Did you guys come up with it on your own that it should be worth about 155 or did you get help? We was we was running comp- – <clears throat> well, I want to back up just a, just a little bit on that. Um, our, our, the agent that we used, there, there's definitely a difference between an uh, investor real estate agent and a real estate agent. Yeah. And we was fighting tooth and nail for our agent that we really wanted to be on our team – to understand where we was going with it. And he's like, you don't want rentals. They're pain in the butt. You're gonna be changing the toilet at 2 a.m. And I'm like, yeah. how many we toilets have you gotta to change? change the toilet at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, um, just because I was thinking of an idea for a video, like 10 myths. And, and I was like, oh. the toilets at 2 a.m. thing. Oh. I'm like, I own like 46 toilets and I've never had <laughs> one call. call. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if I ever got, I wouldn't get the call. My property manager would get the call. Yes. Yeah, that's, it, so that's what's, hilarious. What's the problem? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but, get sorry. it. But, but that's, everybody's got but, to yeah. had a property that they everyone, had to replace the toilet. Everyone pre- yeah, everybody wants to give you advice oh. even when they have no experience. Friends and family are the best, right? They yeah. try to keep you really safe and they're like, don't go yeah. do stuff. Because they care about you. Yeah. But yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and um, that's so. Uh, this real estate agent that you wanted to use, he yeah. he he didn't want you to buy a rental. He thought it, be, it was kind of just a bad idea. Oh yeah, we work. we kind of got in a it's a kind of a heated discussion about because he was trying to take our business one direction, and I'm like, wait, this is our business, you know, yeah. this, this is ours. Unless you want to take over the security of our life forever. Uh, Did he want you sure to just flip the house so we can get the? <laughs> so yeah. they can get that, the I mean, commission I, on yeah, the back. Probably. That was really the, the direction he was wanting to go. And uh, um, we got the house, spent time. I mean, we, we did all the work. Um, After our 60-hour-a-week jobs. So it was an evening yeah. and weekend. And there's a really funny story associated with that house. Yeah. Before you go there, can we talk more about how you bought it? Mm-hmm. Sure. So 62000 needed Good a lot cash. of work. You said there's mold 
all kinds of crap. There was no mold at the oh, time. Oh, sorry. Because they mold. had tore it all out. Okay. So there was, we didn't have to treat any mold, but it needed everything, right? There was okay. no mechanical systems. The plumbing was needed all replaced. All the electrical was tore out. So we literally had to put all subfloor. It needed everything. But there was no okay. mold anymore. They had taken care of that. It was um, remediated by a, a professional company. Yeah. Okay. So. so we paid cash for that. You paid cash. So you guys had the cash saved took, from your uh, jobs or did you... Took, had over a hundred thousand saved in a four hundred one k. Okay, cool. Um, so pulled out fifty. Awesome. Um, and we had a, a personal line of credit that went up to um, thirty five thousand. Um, that we went to a local bank. We, yeah. We had really good credit, good paying jobs, all that stuff. So they said, sure, here you go. Yeah. So we uh, used that money, and since we had remodeled kitchens and a lot of stuff at Home Depot uh, through Home Depot we had a $22,000 line of credit at Home Depot oh nice yeah so we was like and that was kind of our plan going into this is if we do this we invest this money we use this cash between the personal line of credit and the, the 401k we do this we use the Home Depot line of credit when we got all of our money back we can pay pay everything back off yeah and um, then we got our house and we can go do it again did you know what this house was going to rent for? Um, we had a pretty good idea. So we ran comps. We, we did our homework. Um, we ran comps on it, you know, figuring out uh, really kind of where it was going to ARV out, um, what we thought it was going to rent out for. Um, I was going to say it's important to go back because the conversation about the agent issue and running comps. Oh, yeah. Um, we became really good at, at, he specifically, and then subsequently me, became really good at trying to figure out comps because our agent was not helping us. And yeah. so we started doing it, and we've been pretty close. In fact, Scott's very close on almost all of them, what they come back at. It's a good skill um, to have. It is. And he can, he, he now can nearly, we know our market well enough, he can nearly eyeball it. Although with the change in the market, it has surprised the heck out of us. But yeah. we got really good at kind of getting in that ballpark yeah. quickly. You're never going to be exact, but as long as you're within a couple ten thousand dollars, you're you're yeah. fine. So. Was this house the first house that you bought? Was it anywhere near your home? Was it easy to keep tabs on? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What three miles? Yeah, Lewiston Clarkson. Well, five probably because Lewiston and oh. Clarkston are like five miles apart across the river. This house was actually in Clarkston. Okay. Um, and the other thing, you know that we always look at is multiple exit strategies going in and out of a, a deal. So we planned on renting this just as a long-term rental. Yeah. Um, obviously this was before COVID and before eviction moratoriums, but you could also, it would have made an awesome short-term rental for traveling nurses because it was literally like five blocks from the hospital, from both hospitals. Yeah. Um, so it had a, and it had a great, you know, potential for all kinds of things. So Flip, we would have, yeah. So we did, we put 42 in it, I think was our total in, bought okay. it for 62, put 42 in it, and then was able to refinance it back out at one, 112. And if I remember right, did you guys say you did most of the work yourselves? We did all of it except okay. the drywall. I, I, I know I am not good at drywall. I can <laughs> do it, but it takes me four times as long. And yeah. it's just, it, why? Yeah, if you don't do drywall every day, it takes. Yeah, yeah it could take it could take you a month. And, yeah, when it could take somebody else three days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we replaced every window in the house, all new subflooring, all new plumbing, all new wiring, brand new mechanical system, put in the condensing unit for central air, granite countertops, wow. um, added a washer and dryer because there was not one. Um, 
Um, so a rental, you put in granite countertops. We put granite in almost all our rentals. See, I, I do it too. Yeah. I have quartz anyway. Yeah. But it's not much more expensive than regular countertops. It it's really hard to destroy. Yeah, and you get a higher quality tenant, I believe. You do. You do. And we put vinyl laminate plank in all of our rentals. In fact, yep. we uh, we put carpet in our very So LVP, yep. right? Mm. Yep. Okay. Yep. We we know our prices per square. I mean, it just it just works. Yep. Uh, and were we you guys? All sorry to interrupt. Were you uh, were you pretty close on what you um, thought you might spend? Yeah. Yeah. We we had forty. I think I, I had forty in my mind. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. And I'm sure all the construction experience helped. I, with that. I did kind of. <laughs> I, I, I yep. knew. Like the so I, I was a general superintendent for mechanical contractors so I knew plumbing I knew heating I knew air conditioning yeah. you know I've done electrical I had a really good uh, idea where everything was going through um, had a concept of like going through it we yeah. envisioned it and, and that was one of the things part she loved about it and really this was like for us it, it was a really safe play because it wasn't big enough it was gonna bury us if something went wrong right? yeah we, we wasn't taking on a ten unit multi-family or 20 unit multi-family where we took on an 850 square foot house mm-hmm. yeah um it's still my good. favorite house yeah yeah so it wasn't going to bury us and it was also a great a great experience um i i know construction but she doesn't know construction yeah so you got to so when she change. was there and she was laying subflooring and throwing down glue and yeah doing pulling wire and tiling yeah. showers and hanging wow. cabinets and so one thing, I, so I guess I'm a little confused. You guys both had full-time jobs, yeah, right? Like so, more than full-time. Mm-hmm. I know what it takes to do a gut job house flip. Like where did you have the time to also do all the work and, from, and have your jobs? From 6 p.m. till <laughs> 9 p.m. at night and then every Saturday and Sunday. For, For how many months did it take us? Five, six? Four. I think it was closer to five. We picked it up in May. And we finished in September. September. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot. Yeah. So you didn't have much of a personal life. No. We haven't guess... really had much of a personal life for two years. We're yeah. just now starting to get one. <laughs> 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 but looking back, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, but for two years, we drove hard. That why's got to be big enough. That why's got to be big yeah. enough. That, like, I, I love hunting. She loves hunting. We love camping. And we didn't, and that's where her funny story is going to go after a little bit. But the, that why's got to be big enough that you know you're going to work really hard for however long, two years, five years, whatever your, your vision is. You're going to work really hard, but after that, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the thing is I was, I was willing to give up that, that stuff. Um, you know the, the 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 invites from the family to go camping, yeah. you know, and all that stuff, and um, they they look at you like you lost your mind a little bit. Yeah, and um, we we've learned that that's pretty common. Um, being <laughs> well, a real estate investor. So, so. let's put, let's put this in perspective, though. Yeah, you guys both have overwhelmingly um, big responsibilities with your jobs. You're working more than forty hours a week, anyway. And then uh, your friends and family see you pull out your retirement, buy this little house outside of the area, a little bit outside the area, not much. And then you spend four or five months of all your spare time working on it. And going to debt. Yeah, Yeah. and going to debt. So you're about, what, 105 into it at that point by the time you fix it up? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you're in at 105. Remember, you said the after repair value seemed like it was going to be around 150, 155. Mm -hmm. what, what did it actually appraise for when you went for the mortgage? 150. Okay, so you're on. Mm -hmm. um, and then how much of a loan were you able to get? 112. 112. And is that 70% or 75% of the appraisal? 75. Mm -hmm. 75. And wh what was your payment? Do you remember? Five. Well, it, right now it's four hundred and thirty-one dollars. Four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Four thirty-one. Mm -hmm. Is that taxes and insurance included in that? No, taxes and insurance come to about another two hundred, just shy of two hundred. So we're all in at six. So about six hundred a month mm -hmm. is what your cost is mm -hmm. to hold and that rents house. Rents for nine hundred. Rents for nine hundred. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got a loan. <laughs> Let's put this in perspective then. Okay, so you you took out your your retirement and got a line of credit, you're all in around 105. Mm -hmm. Then you got a loan for 112. So you got you got to pay back all that. And some cash and, in our bank. And a little bit of extra cash. Mm -hmm. Well, we wish we had got to pay back all that. Yeah. But we just picked up more properties. We'll get to that. <laughs> right. We'll get to that. But just for, for somebody yes. to understand right. like how yes. powerful this kind of method can be. Oh, yes. It's crazy. So you got all your money back mm -hmm. and you got this house that somebody else is paying going to pay off the mortgage for you mm -hmm. on your behalf and you get a little tip every month a little 300 bucks or so mm -hmm. and we got cash um, at closing you got so. cash at closing mm -hmm. you have fifty thousand dollars in equity on top of that mm -hmm. um and the house now is worth one hundred and sixty-five thousand. now it's worth 165 mm -hmm. so you've had some appreciation mm -hmm. not always expected but no it's nice when it happens yeah um and you still owe about 110 on it or so uh one yeah, right. right. Just just under 110, I believe. 109 and some change. Have you had much vacancy issues? The same tenant is in it from the minute we went to <laughs> And when I did my one-year inspection, yeah. the place looked exactly like it did when I turned it over to her. Right. There is absolutely no, not No calls in the middle of the night? No. The only time she's ever called me is she locked herself out of her house, and I had to go open it for her. Oh, okay. That was nice of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, tenant pays all the utilities, so we don't pay any utilities. Yeah. Um, Have you ever? I, I hate. I'm sorry. I, I'm mad at interrupting. But b before I forget, did you ever run this through like a bigger pockets calculator to see how much that one house is going to make you over 30 years? Not yet. No. Have you? Nope. I I bet you it's close to 700 grand. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Very much. And you got all your money back in four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've done that five times. Yeah. Once I saw it. The first, so remember, I was dragging my heels through all this. And this yeah. is where the funny story comes in, and I have to get this out there because I was dragging my heels through all of this, but I was showing up reluctantly. I was learning all this stuff, and I was actually kind of enjoying it, the creative part, the yeah. building, the whatever, because remember, I'd always wanted to renovate. Scott, through this whole thing, his favorite line was, uh, what was it? Uh, short-term short pain for long-term gain and every time I would throw uh -huh. a little tissy fit about it he'd be like just remember babe short-term pain for long-term gain well yeah. as with any construction <laughs> project our deadline kept getting expanded a little bit because it's all the little stuff at the end it's the trim work the lighting the whatever that just sorry takes so long yeah it takes half the renovation it does <laughs> like when you think you're just about done right. add another month 
yeah. of yeah. just these little tiny, tiny things, things yeah. that you're like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> so why does caulking take a month? Yes, yes. <laughs> and mind you, and we putting were the on the little switch plates and all so this stuff. So we're like, this shouldn't take that long because yeah. we're in charge of it, you know. And we were there every day. It wasn't like we were slacking off, but it was always else. a little bit more and a little bit more. And so, then you could do more things if you wanted. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You got to well, yeah, stop at some There's always point. more you yeah. could do. Yeah. So could make the yard prettier. Planned. We're avid um, hunters, and uh-huh. we love archery season, which is in September. It's coming up, a couple we, weeks. Well, yes, but this is that project butted right up into September. Remember, oh yeah, we that's were right. Finishing yep. it into the week that we were supposed to be taken off for hunting. So we had planned a ten-day hunt. We had nice. never been hunting for ten solid days. So we're like, we're going to reward ourselves with ten days in the mountains because we've been working so hard. Well, construction kept eating into that, right? (laughs) So pretty soon, it's another day and another day and another day. And this guy starts getting really agitated. So he ends up throwing himself a nice little tissy fit at the project and literally was stomping and throwing things (laughs) because he wanted to go to the mountains. And I said the wrong thing. I said... Just remember, short-term pain for long-term gain. I think he wanted to strangle me. His face got bright red. He went outside, grabbed a shovel, and shovel and gravel. And I'm like, oh, I think I said the wrong thing. Yeah. About to make him do more drywall. Yeah. yeah. Push some yeah. holes through the walls. Yeah. <laughs> no, just but it, that was that was a very cathartic moment for me because all that time when I was stomping my feet, I was like, okay, so he felt my pain at that yeah. moment too. But that was also the project that really really made me realize okay he's on to something like mm-hmm. still to this point I haven't listened to the book that he keeps telling me to listen to I haven't listened to a <laughs> single podcast because I'm like just give me the cliff notes he's yeah. like no so I finally broke down and then I listened to it after that which was Rich Dad Poor Dad mm-hmm. okay yep and then I started to understand and then I started listening to podcasts and then I started yeah. doing everything he had been doing because now the concept had been proven like he had yeah. proven the concept to me and that sounds awful simplistic because we had a lot of issues with refinancing it at the end. Like there were, you know, we had banks that were like, well, no. And, you know, so we had the cheese kept moving and we had to keep yeah. trying to find the way. But we found it. Refinancing is one of the most difficult parts of the Burr method, I believe. Mm-hmm. Everyone says it's the construction. Mm-hmm. But damn, refinancing when you're an investor and you have seven properties or whatever, it's, yes. it can get... It can get messy. Yes. And that's, I mean, I'm sure we might get into it later on, but that, that is definitely one of the things is finding a good, we, we found a good local bank Yeah. that um, they do their own underwriting uh-huh. so that it's really, they can they can look at it and see where you're going. And they warned us a lot, you know, you guys are going too fast, et cetera. And we're, we're like, okay, got you. Just one more. Um, <laughs> Just one more. I got one more of the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. And we actually do. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that, that was one of the things, you know, and we learned a Underwriter lot of- comes back. Hey, did you buy another property? We ran a search again. Yeah. We need all the info on that, too. Yeah. Did you sign personal guarantees? Yeah. yeah. We, That's, we waited until we closed on the last one. We were like, so about we had, this. We had two more that more we needed to refinance. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and our the vice president of the lender, she's like, let me look and see if you've hit your limit yet. Yeah. I don't know of anybody who's ever maxed out a bank limit yet. But that's... Oh, uh, I'm, I'm there. Are you? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every every time you, you go a couple houses, until you hit 10, you have new criteria, new credit score requirements, and new reserve requirements. Yes. And, um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Fun. 
it gets but, sticky, but it's all workable. Yeah. You just pay your taxes, yep. so, some of it, some taxes. Well, <laughs> and that's the, one of the things about being an investor is, you know, or, or being in control of your life, actually, is, like, it's yours. Yeah. You, you fail, you succeed, it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if one bank tells you no, well, you call another bank, mm-hmm. you know? And you keep calling, you keep looking, you keep searching. We call it somebody move the cheese, and it, it just things happen, you pivot, you go, you figure out a solution and you keep moving on. Yep. Um, you, you don't really have the option to just throw your hands in the air and say, oh, well, it can't be done. Yeah. So by the time you, you were finishing your first one, did you already have uh, eyes on a second property or did you buy one in between while we, you were I renovating? scalped one off an old man. Okay. <laughs> you pick someone's pockets. Well, Scott was at work on the property one day, and this old guy shows up to talk to him about who he's using for electrical, who his electrical uh-huh. contractor is. I have to preface this by saying I have a thing with the number 1111. I see the clock at 1111 every day I have for my whole life. We got married on November 11th. It's like my number. Yeah. So he shows up and he's talking to Scott. I show up and Scott's looking at me like, hallelujah, could you get this guy off my back? Because he's been talking to me and I got work to do. Oh, I so love I, that. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there for probably an hour, Neighbor. right? Your whole mission. Neighbors always feel like they can just walk right in yes. as you're renovating. Can I take a look? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is an open house, right? Right. Because you let the door coffee. open for a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to like yeah, install here. the exterior door. They've <laughs> got their heads poked in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I take over and I'm visiting with him. And he's like, yeah, I've been renovating this house up around the corner for a while. Um, and I just was looking, you know, talking to your husband about a, a electrical contractor, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, yeah. And I go, well, he was like, yeah, it's just up there around the corner. I go, well, what's the address? And he says, 1111 11th Street. And I go, oh. <laughs> oh. I said, really? I go, what are you going to do with that house? And he says, well, I don't know. I've been working on it for 11 years. This is no joke. Wow. And I go, well, can I take a look at it? And he goes, sure. So I go over there, and it's adorable. Uh-huh. It is the cutest little bungalow, craftsman bungalow conversion. I don't know what he was doing Me to too. it. Adorable. And it, it's in a perfect state of renovation. Like, there was enough left that we could do and not too much left yeah. to do. So, so a lot I, of the big things were done. Yeah, exactly. Mechanicals. And... So I said, well, Bill, if you ever think about selling this, let me know. And he goes, well, I've thought about selling it. He goes, I've got another house I'm working on. And I go, well, he, you know, here's my card. <laughs> give me a call. And he goes, well, what, what would you think you'd give us for an offer? And I said, well, let me, let me run numbers with my husband. I'll call you. So we sat down last night. Scott figured out the ARV, and we kind yeah. of looked at things and figured it was probably worth around two thirty, completely done at that time. So we thought, well, we'll offer him one ten, right? We figured out our renovation would probably be around forty, forty-five thousand. Yeah. And uh, so we said, we'll offer him one ten. I said, well, if we're going to offer him one ten, we're going to offer him one eleven, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I offered him one eleven, and he's like, ah, I don't know. I was thinking I wanted more than that. And I said, okay, well, if you change your mind, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. So a month later or so. He calls back and he's like, you know, I think I, I think I'll go ahead and sell it to you. So we bought that house huh. on 1111 11th Street for 111 thousand dollars in his 11th year of renovation. Wow. Yeah, and that was in October, so that was just as we were finishing up. Diagonal. That was in October. Mm-hmm. You should have waited one more month. I know. Really? <laughs> I, I would have if it, but it, yeah. Okay. So, so you closed uh, the month after you finished your first renovation. How long did it take you to refi that first house? Do you remember? That, that one was a chore because that's when we learned that you had to have a six-month seasoning period for Maze or Max. 
Okay. <laughs> for Fannie Mae's or Freddie Mac's, right? You have yeah. to have a, you got a six month seasoning period. In the bank that we was working with, um, did you have it in your personal name or a business yeah. name? Yeah. Okay. We started had it in our, in our personal. Started in our personal. When we had companies, we, we did our research on what we wanted to do. We opened up our LLC. We disclosure, right? We're not yeah. CPAs or accounts or anything like that. Um, but our understanding was an LLC was best for rentals, long yep. terms. You got a corp, tax it as S corp, whatever you want to do, however you kind of want to structure that for your flips. So we already had our two companies going. But it was completely in our personal name at that moment. So we was wanting to refinance it out, to claim it into our rental company and, and try moving stuff out of our personal yeah. name. Okay. So you already knew ahead of time it had to be in your personal name. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that on my first burr. And <laughs> <laughs> it took me, I, and I was like, gonna, right at the end of my maturity date, and they're like, hey, so this cash out refi, unfortunately, I forgot to have you put it in your personal name. Like, we got to wait another six months. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it took a year and a half to refinance my first property. Oh, those lessons are never um, forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it, it took us a good I, chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah, seasoning periods will get you, too. Um, I remember I was flipping a house a few years ago, and um, we knew the FHA flipping rules. Have you ever dealt with that? Yeah. Uh, we learned another one recently. <laughs> yeah. yes. If you're going to flip a house, you can't sell it to an FHA buyer unless you've owned it for three months mm-hmm. and the contract has to be um, not anywhere in between that time. It has to be after the three months. Mm-hmm. And um, we sold it to an FHA buyer, but we, we had it at four, for four months at that time, so we were fine. And then I switched the LLC to a different LLC for tax reasonings, not even thinking, thinking that it would trigger. It. Yeah. Uh, I triggered a new, uh, yeah, so we had to wait in escrow for like an additional three months. Oh my God. <laughs> just because oh. of that, just because of my stupid mistake yeah. of in escrow switching to a different title or switching title to a different, different company. company. We That's... had, the one we had issues with was we had bought a piece of property that had a house on it and it was burned down mm-hmm. well fire damaged and so we tore that down and put a manufactured home on well the mortgage broker the the person that put the offer in was pre-approved for fha the mortgage broker didn't tried to run it through as a, a new build yeah. rather than a flip because it essentially was a new build but we weren't fha approved builders mm-hmm. so then they went well we got to run it through as a flip, which since we hadn't had it for 90 days, it required two appraisal. Or no, since we were selling it for more than 100% of what the purchase price was, it yeah. had to have two appraisals. Well, we had only had one at that point. And so we, we ended up missing closing by six weeks on that one, waiting for a second appraisal. So yeah. we learned a lot about FHA flipping rules at that point because I'm like, no, run it through as new construction. Yeah. Well, we can't. Uh, Education yeah. always has a cost yeah. one way or the other. It's either time or money. Sometimes yep. it's both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's usually both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that, and then we got the second property. We got in on that one. We learned a lot of lessons on that one. So your second one, so you had about a month off, uh, right? Not really. Like no. two weeks. Couple, we, so you had about two weeks of breathing time before yeah. you started the next project? We did. And then we stacked another one right on top of that because we picked up Cedar. That was our free house that I mentioned. Seventh. Oh, seventh. You know, you're right. Seventh was next. Okay. So we didn't do anything with seventh because it was already. Yeah. Let's okay. focus on the second one first, yeah, if you don't sorry. mind. Okay. So um, you bought it for 111 mm-hmm. at an ARV of 230 30. What did it appraise at? Do you remember? Uh, Right at 230. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was two thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. And how much? And you put about forty into it as well. About the same amount as the that other. That one went a couple over. That was like forty-five because we got in a hurry. Um, we, we had a tenant already set up for it, and so we, we pushed our back against the wall. We had a deadline. Yeah. We had to have it ready for our original drywaller. He, he, didn't anyway. perform. Yeah. We, uh-huh. So then we had emergency labor shortages and had people working there like all Yeah, I think you're right. It was done. probably closer to 50. Yeah, now that I think about it. Oh, I okay. can pull off the spreadsheet. Anyways, but, yeah. that's okay. We it, can yeah. deal with round numbers. Long term <laughs> thing, it, it, six um, grand, you're like, now, you're yes. like, it, what does it matter? It, yeah, it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. It's. Um, when you get hung up on a thousand back then though oh everything i would get hung up over 200 bucks oh this is gonna break us (laughs) (laughs) like i gotta figure out i gotta go shopping yeah Yeah. and that changes like your whole perspective we we look back now on what we knew then and man we we failed on we we missed on two or three properties that we if we had just acted yeah you know uh, well so many ways to go about it but um, at the time like you like you said we was hung up on on a lot of the little things and yeah. now looking back those those little things you, you, you laugh about them because it's really not relevant yeah so so, the, so sorry yeah, if I can so ask one more time for timelines um, did you get the cash back before you bought the second one or did you have to no we did private money on the second one you did private money okay mm-hmm. yep so we had been able to get in touch with a private money lender who has been pivotal in or instrumental in our success okay um and how'd you meet him or through, her? well through the mortgage broker that fell down on the first house yes the fha thing so he kind of fell down on that one but he said hey you know i've got a i, I have a contact with a private money lender if you know Blah, blah, blah. So that's mm-hmm. essentially how we got connected with them. He has funded almost every single one of our projects except for this portfolio. Awesome. Um, and it's just a phone call. I'd be like, yeah. hey, I've got this property. Throw the numbers at him. He's like, you got it. So, so what kind of, if you don't mind sharing, what kind of terms do you get on private 12, money? 12. 12? Mm-hmm. Any 12 points? Mm-hmm. No points. Mm-hmm. And wow. the one that we That's have, good. <laughs> well, and we've built... I've got one of those too, finally, that I've been using here and there, but it's kind of, I feel like I'm being disloyal to one of the guys that I've been using for years <laughs> yeah. because they have to charge points. That's how they make money. Uh, but I've got another guy. The thing is, the numbers work. The numbers work, yeah, right? If exactly. everybody's making money, well, you're fine. Um, yeah. And we, we've helped them out of a pickle. That's and where the free house that, yeah. That's where the free house come in. Um, but the, well, yeah, that was, that was how we got our, that 11, yeah. 11, 11, the street was a PML that fronted it and then we come back and we did the same thing we refinanced it back out yeah. so on this private loan did you have to put money down no no he no? was fine with it he just he saw oh you got equity here mm-hmm. when sat down and talked with uh, there, there's two there's a partner two partners um, and uh, had d- dinner with him and went through everything like okay so somebody you got to meet face to face yeah yep and um, we've not put any money down on any of the properties we've bought all 32 Except for the first one about cash. Well, right, but we've yeah. not. You've been creative about it since. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. When you when you get a, we have a two one upstairs duplex and a two one downstairs. Yeah, two one downstairs, and you get the house for free. It's not yeah. Bad. Yeah, and I'm a big believer trying to get everything 100% financed because I mean the business should run itself mm-hmm. and every time you have to dip into your own pockets it should just be for emergencies only <laughs> you know so on that um, second one we got a private money he purchased or he um, handled 100% of the purchase price um, we took care of the reno on that one mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, so again, we had been able to cash out the first one, so we were able to pay off the line of credit and the and put that money back. So we just used that to go again. Yeah. Um, now, what kind of tax liability did you have on that first one? On um, we changing out, uh -huh. switching for those who are curious. Uh, we didn't pay any taxes on it. We depreciated some. That was last. That was when. We, well, 2019? Yeah. Yeah, I think we ended up paying between our W-2s and everything. I think we had like a $500 tax bill. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I meant like, quick, uh, did you, for, for those that are curious, like on that first deal that you did, did you have to set aside any money for taxes? No. Oh, no. No. Okay. It was treated as, uh, what, did they treat it as ordinary income because mm -hmm. it came back out of closing, but then based on all of our depreciation and deductions and whatnot, we ended up, because of course it's through our LLC, yeah. so it's, you know. Um, but you got the loan for 112. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Closing costs was rolled into that. So we, we didn't quite make the whatever eight grand we had sitting out on the other side of it. We made five, something like that. And by the time you went through all of our properties that we had picked up in the remainder of that year, everything just come back out of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's, so that's then, the beauty of real estate, right? That's I know. Like <laughs> well, the, the beauty of the Burr method is you don't pay taxes on no. any money that you get because it's debt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that, that, to speak to your point exactly on that, that's why I was like, well, am I, what am I missing? It was a true question. Yeah. But in case, there are some people that watch this are like, wait, did you save any money for taxes before you just bought the next property? Oh, <laughs> you no, know, no, it's no. no need. In fact, uh, this last year, 2020, we um, got a check back from the IRS for $26,000. Very nice. Yeah. So not only did we not save any money aside for taxes, but the IRS paid us back everything. That's great. Yeah. yeah it's, we called it. It's the beauty of. We trumped it for yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's what we called nice. it. Nice. Um, yeah. So going back to the second one, 111 purchase, we did the rehab. Rehab was just shy of 50. So we were all in what, 160 something, 162, we'll say. Um, we got a, we financed it for 175. Mm -hmm. um, and so our payment on that is $731 a month. It rents for 1500 Okay. How long, how long did it take you to go from that October second house to where you were able to get it refinanced and rented? Rented out on January 15th. Yep. It oh, rented, so rented three January. months. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a... And that's when we was having, we, we was trying to move away from us doing all the work. At that point, I was doing, you know, plumbing, mechanical, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but we, we was hiring contractors to do the drywall, trim, lay flooring. Stuff gotcha. Like so you started bringing in more and more people yeah. to yeah. help out. That's why our labor budget or why our reno budget went up slightly. Yeah. Um, when we did the first one, we did all the work, and so it was yeah. essentially materials. Um, so that one we hired out more than what we thought we were going to just because of time. So it blew our budget a little bit, but we still came out on the positive. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, she, our first tenant moved in on January fifteenth. I think we got it refinanced by like March. Yeah. I think it was like March by the time we got it refinanced. And so we just paid that private money. So, of course, our private money uh, debt service was 12%, so $1,100 a month. And then, of yeah. course, the payment on the... So we were not cash flowing for the first couple of months. But as soon as we got that refinanced in March and dropped that payment down to 7 you know, now we're... And we're renting it out for 1500 So all in on that one... Um, I think we're at nine, mm -hmm. just shy of a thousand. So nine thirty something is taxes and insurance and debt service, and we're cash flowing five hundred dollars a month on it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So the first house you got on the MLS, the second house you got on your own, mm -hmm. just by someone who came in, mm -hmm. 
wanted to see an electrician or, or mm-hmm. meet an electrician or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then the third, you mentioned you had a free house. The third is our free house. So what does that mean? So our, our private money lender, they had a, a investor that was not performing. Um, so I said, hey, you know, can you guys come up and take a look at this place and let us know what you think? And I said, uh-huh. sure. In the area? In the, in the area, yeah. So all of, all of until we picked up this last portfolio, all of our properties are either in Lewiston or Clarkston. We're all within a, a five, six-mile radius. Yeah. Um, so went over and looked at the property. I said, oh, okay, well, you know, when's the note due? And they're like, uh, in like a month. I'm like, I don't know who he's got for contractors, but they better be really good. Because once again, you're down to like studs yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, right? Um, I, I ran what I thought the numbers, the ARV, I was thinking it was going to come in about that 250 mark. I thought it could go up to about 290. Mm-hmm. Um, is on a half acre. Is a single family home, upstairs, downstairs, the way it was kind of built. And then there's a, a garage to the uh, attached garage. So initially my plan is, if I, I looked at it, I'm like, I think I could turn this into a triplex. Oh, wow. Um, so I was looking at it and I was kind of going through and I'm thinking, hey, you know, it'd probably come in 290 on the ARV. Um, if we did all three, uh, even if we did two, we were still going to be fine. Um, I, I told them looking at the reno, it's, I think it's going to take about 100K. Um, it's going to take quite a bit of work to get this thing where we need it to go because you're going to have to split the meters, you're going to have the panels, electrical, heating, all the stuff that makes it to where you can uh, basically break out all the power in yeah. um, heating and cooling so that they pay the bills. And the only thing that we would be stuck with, because there wasn't two water meters when we thought about, anyways, um, it was we'd be water, sewer, garbage. And uh, I, I said, you know, we, we'd probably give you like 95K in order to take this thing on and they said oh man um we need to get 130 out of this thing actually 135 because he owes us some etc yeah um said oh so uh told him if um they funded the reno give us 100k for the reno um gave us six months no payments Mm -hmm. on it so that we can get the thing fixed up get it rented out get a little bit of cash flow coming in and then that'll hit our six months we actually asked for seven months because I knew the six months by this time I knew how to make back you know seasoning Um, you always need a little more than six yeah (laughs) so give us seven months no payment and we'll refinance the thing back out and then you'll have your money back um, you know just by letting us borrow you'll have your 45,000 back in and we can all move on and be happy and I said sure so I drafted up a schedule of values for the work where I thought the money was going to go. So each time I, I needed more money over the next three months, I would send them the schedule of values saying, hey, this is where we're at. This is what I borrowed today. And here's what I need for the next month for reno. Yeah. Um, no problem. We, we got the house done. Uh, we had it done by July 15th and we picked that one up March. Mm-hmm. May. Yep. May. 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 Yeah. So we had it done by July 15th. Uh, we went with two because it ended up being, so now they're, they're really, it's funny because one's A and one's C. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, where's B? And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's supposed to be the garage. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that's when I learned, um, when I turned the drawings and the city called me and it's like, uh, so this is going to have to go commercial. And I'm like, why is it going commercial? Because it's still, yeah, it's, it's a triplex. It's yeah. more yeah. than two. And I, and I didn't realize that once again, you, I learned that the hard way too, with one of my I, conversions <laughs> from a single family. To, <laughs> to three. You're like, oh. I, well, it was officially, it was going to be a three, but like, 
I, it had a shop with a studio in it, and uh, I didn't want to tell them about that. I'm like, I know yeah. it's not going to go. <laughs> 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 well, just, what they don't know won't hurt them. But, but, uh, but, they wa- but I didn't realize that going from a duplex to a triplex and like in the Coeur d'Alene as well, there's a lot more involved. You oh, have yeah. to like dig up the street and do a fire sp- sprinkler throughout the place, like with a separate water line and all kinds of other weird things. Wow, we, like, did. we, well, we, didn't, things. we didn't go that route because we no, didn't but turn that's, it. Yeah. 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 That, that, it's those things like that though. You, you have no idea, right? You have 80% yeah. of it figured out, then you figure out the 20% whenever you gotta make decisions like that. But it, and that's kind of what we did too. The city is like, uh, this is going to have to go commercial. It's going to have to go through all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, well, why? You know, everything I read about, like in financing, says if it's four or under, you're, you know, you're still in the SFH. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. they're like, uh, this isn't financing. This is code. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> you got a point. We do still make cash flow on that dead space, though, because we rented it out as a garage. So we do still make money on that garage space. Yeah. 200 bucks a month. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, I have a single family home that has a, a detached shop with a little studio and that thing's rented out. doesn't have an address. Nope. That's part of the <laughs> real deal. <laughs> and then the, things we wondered. Yeah. And the basement too, it has a detached, um, or like a separate entry basement. Uh-huh. We took out the staircase on the inside, made it its own apartment. Um, and it even has a studio off the back, but the city allowed me to do, they didn't, they didn't let me do the basement, so we had to call that storage because okay. gotcha. the ceiling was like two inches too, yeah. too short, yeah. something like that. It's not full seven. Yeah, but it was such a hassle, but it's totally worth it. Everything's running out. Yeah, oh, the thing yeah. makes like two grand a month above my mortgage payment. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's it's totally worth doing. And it was a burr. I got all my money back. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like why on that. A lot, uh, yeah. But that one it's deal, like, like that's that's like working a, um, you know, a Best Buy is what I like to call it. Like that's my Best Buy job. Yeah, brings in two grand a month. Yeah, and yeah. I, all the money I got back after the refi. It's like even if you it's at a nice, one point it's a nice had thing. to have a two a.m. toilet phone call. Even if at one point you did. I'll take once a month. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like <laughs> I could take a two a.m. phone call at, for two thousand dollars a month. Like yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. It, I'll yeah. take the calls. Yeah. It's fine. I'll go mow the lawn here and there. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Somebody no. Else no. Right. <laughs> That's what, oh, you know, when people say, yeah. you don't want to take those calls. I'm like, when I sit and collect money most of the other days of the month, yeah. I don't mind. And that's people's rendition, right? When they're trying to justify not doing something like that, they're like, oh, well, you're still working. And you're like, but paddleboarding. I'm paddleboarding at 10 o'clock. I wait until nobody's at the gym to go to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because everybody else is working to do, I mean, it's like the standard traffic. Yeah. 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 It's, I I think I've set my alarm five times, maybe. Turned it off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Since, you know, step it out. It's it's important to say though that that house, uh, the free house wasn't actually our third house. It was our fourth house because Uh, we had seventh. So we had closed on seventh in that time, right around the 11th street house. So right. Actually we closed the same day with 11th and seventh. Um, seventh was a, um, it, they seller financed it for the first year Mm -hmm. and it was a, 1.2 1.2 acre piece of property that had two houses on it already. Yeah. Um, the houses were in distressed condition, but were already rented out. And so um, the the tenant in the big house did vacate, and we did a quick little rehab job on it, just some new flooring and paint, and threw a new tenant Upstairs. in it. 
Um, but that property we picked up for a hundred and seventy hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Um, it can be subdivided into four parcels, which we're actively working on, and we have um, lease option. We have a lease option on the one big house for one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. So once that sells, we will have effectively paid for the entire lot, and we'll have three lots left to build or nice. So that came in. in to that mix there before we got to the free house. Yeah, it's probably yeah. where the, the money off of. And all this in your house. first year. Yeah. Right? Yep. We haven't what, even got to When you hit one year, did you guys kind of feel like, yeah, this is what we expected? Or were you like, man, I can't believe we did this much? I can, yeah, <laughs> like because what? also throw in there, we had the our, we had an accidental wholesale. Mm. Yeah, so, an accidental wholesale. Yeah, we Whoops. had an accidental wholesale. So <laughs> we had picked up, when did we pick it? We picked up December. powers in December. No, no, November. Yeah, no, no, so November. we picked up a hoarder house, a legit hoarder house. Mm -hmm. Picked it up in November. Um, closed as we were digging out all the garbage. We had some um, kids, not young kids, but teenagers, digging out garbage and throwing it in a dumpster. Somebody approached them and said, "What are you guys going to do with this house?" Of course, you buy the best house in the worst neighborhood. It was in a yeah. coveted school district, the or the worst house. In the worst <laughs> I was like, "No, no, we're yeah. going this backwards." <laughs> so somebody walked by, and essentially, long story short, we had bought it for one eleven. One eleven. Uh -huh. That's our magic number. One eleven again. Sold it to them nice. for one fifty. And okay. we literally closed on it ourselves on January something and turned around and sold it to them on three weeks later. So we made $40,000 in three months. Yeah, and and our bad. total commitment into it, we put $7,000 into it. So Okay. Yeah. With some of the trash out and demo work and stuff? The furnace was out, so I put a new furnace in, which is, I mean, that's what I cost. So you made about thirty grand or so mm -hmm. on that deal? Yeah. Did you get a private that private money note? For it initially, and then paid it off within a month. No. Or did you? Yeah. Did you even we make did, but didn't we rent it from them during that time? And then we literally just well, we closed did. on it. So we, yeah, we didn't have. We rented it from them for we from the sellers from them. for five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. That's right. So then we Creative. so we had the private. Well, the only reason we had to do the private money is because of the fact that we failed to mark the assignable box on the contract. So we had to dual close. So we got private money just for three weeks, literally. So we closed on it on January. We'll say tenth or whatever, and then closed again. So the yeah. bank went and did a dual closing. So we wow. We closed three weeks later. They closed. Yeah. Yeah. So in your first year, you got to do wholesaling, burrs, and lease options. Yep. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty you, you learn. You learn a lot. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing is having an open mind, just like you said before. You find a problem, you find a solution. Yeah. Um, and we we had um, our friends that we still stayed in touch with constantly, or not constantly, I guess, quite a quite a bit, um, is for for backup and for educational sources and for picking their brains. Um, went on a cruise. Um, uh, Captains of the Deal Captains cruise. Captains of the so Deal, real estate investing cruise. Yeah. Um, met a bunch of more amazing people that we're still really good friends with and mastermind groups and stuff like that. So it's, Great. it's yeah. So that's why I'm excited about this because networking is huge. I mean, that's how yeah. we learn so much, yeah. hearing your stories and learning. You know, we learned something today hearing <laughs> from you. So um, that's why I'm really passionate about that whole networking stuff and um, building a team and, and things. So that was year one. Year two, which is where we're, we're and, actually... And, by, and when you end year one, you're in COVID now, right? Yeah, now yeah. we're in COVID. Did that, 
did that freak you guys out? Did the market down, you know, in Lewiston come to a screeching halt? I I think or, honestly, I think we was I think we was um, we was happy enough with the way things was going. I mean, we was working pretty pretty hard, but um, the possibilities seemed like they just kept opening up, and like yeah. it was just like. And so we just kept just stepping through the opportunities. door. opportunities. Yeah. 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 We yeah. just kept stepping through the door. And I don't think we ever really stopped and was like, oh, COVID's going to bring us down. We just kept stepping yeah. through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're also in a pretty fortunate area, I think, because I, I, I talked to a lot of, um, you know, mm-hmm. investors in Spokane and stuff and totally different world over there. It yeah. seemed oh, like yeah. when COVID hit, just everything stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in Idaho, just everything just the fire was just lit. <laughs> it was. It was. We, we're like, Idaho's like uh, third in the, the nation for least amount of people per square mile. Mm-hmm. And we was actually last year fifth for GDP contribution. Yeah. Wow. So huh. it's like, how, how do you How does the least populous related <laughs> state be one of the most, con, you know, At least that was in the article I read. I didn't go through yeah. if I am. So, Some yeah. expensive lake property selling. Yes, it is. Year. And Coeur d'Alene is, uh, is blowing up right now. Yeah, that's so. what it looks like. But, uh, yeah, that was the end of year one. Um, year two, or the beginning of year two, because that all kind of eked into January, February of 2020. Uh, so then in 2020, we flipped two houses? No, we just had the one. Because all of our flips ended up being in 2021, yeah. right? Okay. Why'd you decide to flip instead of do the burr? Or stick with that method well we're still doing burrs yeah mm-hmm. um but we had some personal some bad personal debt credit debt things like yeah. that that we just wanted to knock off quickly because that was part of our plan to be able to get out of our w-2s right because we needed to reduce our overhead yeah and increase our passive income and so it was kind of a, a dual uh thing so while we were still doing burrs and picking up rentals we started doing flips as well um we did powers the second powers we've done two on powers rip on seventh those were all this year we're finishing up third and um, all of our flips have sold before they even hit the market and all of them have gone over asking by at least ten thousand dollars that's great yeah kind of get back to the the story so when we got the duplex we but just like Amy said we, we was trying to we wanted to step out of our W-2 jobs. We needed, we wanted financial freedom. So in order to do that, we needed more income coming in than going out, right? Yeah. Um, and so we, we had our, our personal house. We, you know, it was- uh, We sold that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty nice house. So at the time we're like, hey, we'll sell our house. We'll end up making $40,000 off of that. Pays off more debt. We're, we're, that, we're still in the process of going through yeah. that. And that's a, yeah, a whole different story. I'm not, I'm not, I'm stopping. And if I can, interject just a little bit sure when it comes to like the burrs like uh it doesn't make you rich immediately oh, no. but it definitely like pads your net worth pockets oh yeah quite a bit well right so well, it's not like you could just quit your job i added i did seven birds no we're done baby we got yeah. 400 bucks in the, no i'm just kidding no or, you know, we, as i said thousand we were a month. running the numbers on the way up here so our passive income now once we finished that portfolio yeah um our our original nine rentals give brings us about four grand a month in, in cash flow in cash flow. yep yep 
the the portfolio brings us about another 44 in cash flow and yep. that's with four vacant properties so four of the 22 are vacant currently awesome. so we we're we're doing but that four that didn't start out at four right there was some negative like i said while we were refinancing mm-hmm. they didn't always cash flow like that yep. so um, it's been a process for sure yeah, Realistically, it's not like a get rich no quick but you're able to pay off debts oh yes yeah. yeah. so that's what and the that's, flips were yeah, yeah. flips yeah. are big chunks of money you so your cash flow situation overall is probably improved quite a bit plus yes. you're not driving constantly to work i'm sure you had to pay for some gas and stuff and there's other expenses yeah, yeah. <laughs> no? okay no, we had a company truck and a gas car my company no, is a good yeah. is a great company no but we've i mean we've really repositioned selling our big personal house that was you know i mean it, it, it was a beautiful house but when you don't need a 1900 dollars a month mortgage payment because you're you just don't need that much of a house and well now we're living in one of our rentals free essentially (laughs) so we have no mortgage payment and you know you've reduced all of your your debt and your bills that go out to literally just our car payments and groceries and gas yeah you're able to live on really very little yeah and so that gives us the ability to not only travel and do those things but put money back into the business and continue to renovate these properties which increases their value which gives us a bigger equity pocket that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah, it's, it's not a it's not a quick deal it, it takes time and it, it's not um, it's not really complicated it's just not easy it's not easy yeah uh, no you said it perfectly yeah, yes it's, it's uh, simple not yeah. easy can get complicated depending it on can. it depends on where you go <laughs> but if go, you right? just take a step back what you're doing yeah you're providing housing yeah, yeah. you're doing what the government wants you to do oh yeah and People will lend you money for it. Yep. Yep. People will come help work on things for it. You just need to be an excellent, resourceful um, delegator, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. it's or, really, really, and that's we both did that in our jobs quite a bit. And so for us, we've always been the people that solve problems. Yeah, um, problem solver. Yeah, and you know, you think about like what what's the key to it? Um, I think you got to have the why. Yeah, honestly, because when it gets tough, if you don't have a really strong, focused why, you're gonna give up, um, and then you you got to take action and you got to be willing to solve problems. Yeah, and you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yep. that's yeah. my motto. I actually had it put on a necklace because it. There have been so many times that I have been scared out of my mind, and literally that like funds have gotten down to the very minimum, yep. and I'm like, Scott, what are we gonna do? And then things kick loose, and it all turns around, and the ship's right again, and you just gotta learn to weather those storms. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you've got to be comfortable getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. regularly. Yep. That's that's what's changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when I started the the networking meetings, I did not want to stand up and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. But I knew if I did it consistently, it would change my life. Mm-hmm. And your comfort and, level would grow. And it, it did grow. Mm-hmm. I got. But you always got to do something uncomfortable. It seems yeah. like, or else you're just going to get into complacency and things will fall apart. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. What, huh. what do they say? Uh, it, it, it might have been Jerry. It's good's the enemy of great. Yeah. Uh, it's good's. you know whenever you get complacent, you're like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm just gonna stay here. That's when stuff. things start falling apart. Oh, it does. You gotta always. Push. You gotta be aware mm-hmm. of what's happening. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that's. So. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, no. I, I, I like to interrupt a lot. No, that's <laughs> no. fine because we, we can talk a lot. So now we are uh, on the third quarter now almost of 2021. Mm-hmm. You guys have 32 properties now. I know it took quite a bit of work to get there. But once you got up to nine or so, then you got the another 22. Is that right? Well, once we got to nine, Pretty before quickly. we picked up the 22, we also then picked up a, a mixed-use property that has 20 storage units, a shop, and three houses on it. Oh, wow. So we also now own storage units <laughs> as well. Wow. Um, learned a lot through that because they were not zoned to be used commercially, so we had to go through the whole conditional use permit process. And we've, okay. we've been through a lot. And so then we picked that up, and then... Tell them the numbers on that one. Uh, what do you mean the numbers? We picked it up for $265,000. That was what we purchased the property for. It's 1.1 uh, acres, 20 yeah. storage units, a shop, three houses. The We just wow. we just at a seven cap figured out the value of that property is 680? 636. 636. And we have, an, we, we have an underlying, we have a note on it for 340. So how'd you find that deal? MLS. Just MLS deal. So, uh, it, so I'm gonna go, I, the MLS is full of surprises. Oh, it, but here's the here's the ticket. Yeah. So the, the 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 ticket to the MLS for us is the, the agent that we used to work with. We don't work with them anymore. There, there's a separation in there, and we had somebody reach out to us. We actually called him because we was looking at a property. We we're like, hey, and he, we called him. And he's like, oh, and um, Amy had been posting our, our rehabs on mm-hmm. our our page. And, and on Facebook, and he's like, oh, hey, I've been following you guys. I've been wanting to talk to you. And we're like, all right, let's sit down and have coffee. Yeah. And and I'm going to use the term kid loosely because this guy, whenever he graduated, by the time he was 19, he was a real estate agent. Yeah. And <laughs> he understands real estate investment like notes. Like we sit down, gave him our parameters, and that guy is kicking us out properties left and right. And That's we're, awesome. we're literally like... Oh, what do you think? And he's like, man, I, you know, I think this would be a good quick flip. He knows what numbers we're looking for on our burrs, like where we're looking for our parameters. And he's hitting the MLS like three times a day. Mm-hmm. And we That's get stuff at night, nine o'clock at night, whatever. Yeah, so I'm going to say that in our flips minus the one have all been through him. So he gets them coming wow. and going. That's great. So he brought it, but the, the question to Nick, to answer next question, the, he brought it to us off the MLS, but the reason it was an MLS is there were so many issues with the property that right. most people didn't want to touch. So right. the first was... So an agent brought you the deal that would have gone on the MLS? No, it was or, on the or MLS. Or it did go on the MLS? It, okay. it went on the MLS, but anybody looking at it was scared to touch it because of all of the issues with it. Yeah, so first didn't we mean... had the conditional use issue, right? You couldn't mm-hmm. operate the storage units. There's revenue gone. Um there was another issue with the, it was owned, so it was also another estate type thing where the, the parents had passed away, went to the kids. It was two brothers, one brother, there was fighting between the two of them. There was actually a judgment against one of them. I mean, there was all this legal complication. Yeah, it was a mess. So yeah. most people were like, yeah, I'm not going to touch that. And it was in significantly distressed status. So needs lots of work yeah so there were not a lot of people willing to take a stab at that um we we actually took picked it up for 265 because we marked the price down right we offered lower Uh um and they took it because they just weren't getting any other offers um well, they did. Well, they, did. they had another offer, but the, they couldn't get funding. That that person okay. couldn't yeah. get funding. Yeah. So we, because of our private money lender, 
he gave us 340 on it because it was worth that all day long. So we even got 70,000 for reno yeah. into the purchase. That's great. Um, and now that property at a seven cap is worth 636 and we owe 340 on it. It's a good position to be in. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. And it cash flows 2k a month. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And storage units are the easiest thing in the world. I have not ever met one of my storage units. I do it all on DocuSign. All, DocuSign oh, really? Don't yeah. meet them in person? Don't meet them. I send them an application. They do it all online. I send them a lease on DocuSign. I say, there you go. Go ahead. They pay their rent online. That's I've awesome. never even seen them, most of them. So. Okay. So now you guys want to get a networking event started in Lewiston. Tell me about that. Well... We, so much of what has propelled our business is just who we've met along the way and the things that we've learned and and knowing who to call. And there's so many different niches in real estate investment. I mean, just because we do a burr and a, a flip, there's, you know, there's wraps and, and there's so many different ways to acquire um, real estate and so many different ways to leverage it and make money on it that, um, and I know there's people in our area that are doing it, but I don't think anybody knows each other. Like, I don't think yeah. they're really connected. Um, so one of the networks we have is our mastermind group that we attend and visit with, but they're all on the east side. They're Georgia yeah. and Wisconsin and Florida, which is great to learn from them, but the rules and the market is so different over here. So then we came up to your meeting and came away with some wonderful information and also some wonderful networks mm-hmm. and contacts that we've already started to leverage. So um, really just wanted to pull something down closer to yeah. home, uh, pull the people out of the woodwork that we know are doing it down there, but we just don't know who and what and how, um, and give that opportunity to make those connections and networks. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of opportunity still down there for uh, investors for flipping and and recreating there's some commercial spaces that would be transitioned into some really great you know short terms or whatever so just kind of starting to build network we've talked about doing syndication or joint ventures and doing development um, it's not something we want to take on by ourselves but if we could build a team and and things private yeah. money you know so just kind of bringing that all together and in addition education is a passion of mine um, so not only do I like the connecting people and helping them succeed, but um, educating them on. We've had so many people ask us, tell us how you did it. Well, I can't, we can't sit down in a dinner and tell <laughs> yeah. them everything we've learned and experienced in two years. So it would be a, an avenue for them to start yeah. to learn about the language and how we did it and what happened just yeah. by Just show listening. up once a month. Mm-hmm. Come over here. Yeah. So um, do, do you guys have a... Um, a start date in mind yet or are you still working that out still working that out um if if anybody is from the lewiston moscow area and they want to get in touch with you um how should they do that um they can go to our facebook page which is rains investment um, rains on investment. facebook okay. um, or they can send us an email at rains investment at cable one.net okay perfect anything else you guys want to add or piece of advice for the rookies out there um if you, if they're picking a course of action, they decided that they want real estate to be it. Um, get the education because that combats fear, and then take action. 
you got to take action. It's really hard to be an investor without investing, <laughs> without it stepping is. out, like doing something. Go out something. there, just make offers. Yeah, yeah. It's, we talked to people who were like, well, how many properties did you evaluate today? How many deals did you did you evaluate? And they're like, oh, I don't know, none. Well, how about this week? None. Yeah. So, yeah. It's got to start somewhere. You got to go. Yeah. yeah. You got to go. And um, that's why that, that why I think is really important. Uh, if you're looking for a mentor, um, I bring something to the table, and it, most of the time it's got to be more than coffee. Uh, and this isn't to be callous, but you, it, people are real estate investors because they they value time. Yeah, that's the most valuable thing that you they they have. And if you're wanting that, then you need to bring something to the table that you can help them out with or show some sort of enthusiasm. Yeah, um, we've talked about helping people out and yeah. you know they're like we want to know let's, let's take you to dinner we're like read these two books first yeah and said why, why don't you come help demo a property now yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly it. yeah exactly yeah. come help me make some Floyd or, or yeah demo or do whatever you know come yeah. help out or whatever and uh, show that you're, you're you're wanting to contribute or wanting to help out in in return yeah. and uh you're probably opened a lot more doors than than just coffee i agree yeah all right anything amy no, no, just my, my <laughs> statement of get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, don't let fear stop you. That was mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Um, I was scared. And it's scary, but it's, there's everybody, like, it's happening. People are doing it. So if they can do it, I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. So just don't be scared. Take action. Um, yeah. Right on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate you guys it. had a wild adventure. I'm sure it's not over. No. <laughs> it's just, um, starting. No. just starting. Just <laughs> starting, yeah. but it's pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank so. you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Uh, I have to say that, that I contacted you like a couple of years ago, and you gave me some great advice, man. So uh, that, that's I wish I knew what that calls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's okay. We just run another right. 1% rule and going through it. And I was like, wow, there's people that do this. And then I come up and I hit that meetup uh, that one time, and I, and I was like, I, I made good contacts, but I was like, there are people that actually do it. So it's kind of a proof of concept yeah. deal, yeah. right? And I'm like, just because we're in you Idaho doesn't mean we're backwards and nobody does yeah. this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is great. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So that, that, was, that proof of concept really helped motivate us too. I'm glad. All right. Well, thanks for coming out today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed podcast. If you'd like to attend our live networking events, they're held the first Thursday of every month at the Keller Williams office in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho and start at 6.30 p.m. We also have our Sandpoint, Idaho meetup held at Laughing Dog Brewery the second Thursday of every month at 6 p.m.